Everybody, we're back finally with another scaring and sharing. Oh my god, it feels like forever. Uh, it really does. I have been uh like aching to return. We had one other break on July 4th, I think, because I was home <clears throat> in Wyoming. Mm-hmm. So we tried to not take them, you know. But this I, it was this was totally my fault because I was busy opening reopening the ringwald theater and i've just been at rehearsals every night till 10 11 12 and yeah you had a valid excuse guys so but lay off him yeah no we appreciate it i know teacher drew reached out and said something along the lines of like i'm having withdrawals which is just the sweetest compliment ever teacher i know stuff like that because sometimes you feel like is anybody even listening to us and then you get comments like that it really just even one person inspires me to be like, he wants to hear it. We have to do it. I know. And I love it. Uh, and I do front of the podcast. Gretchen told me she's like, oh, my gosh, um, Detroit Strange played a clip from the show that they were on with you. So Detroit oh. Strange got one new listener and Gretchen from having them on our podcast. She became familiar with them and listened to them, which is just Gretchen is super duper supportive. I love her. She told me that um, we've inspired her to she watched the final girls with her husband, but she's like, I'm, I'm she's not a big horror fan. And she's like, I'm going to watch Blair Witch Project with with my son. And I was like, that's oh, a good cool. one. Yeah, that's like, good. It's an interesting one because like it's one of my all time favorites and it literally not literally scare the shit out of me <laughs> that would be messy but yeah. it it scared the it scared me so hardcore when i saw it and it's one of those movies where people who don't even watch horror movies watch it and they're like that was so boring and dumb so it's interesting i'll be very intrigued to see where she falls in regards yeah. to that yeah because i was i was pretty young when that one came out and yeah it scared the crap out of me but everybody was talking about it and like because i thought it was real like everyone else like i was at the impressionable age and there's so little on the internet like i thought it was a real fucking movie or then you're like no like the movie itself's not real but like it's based on a true story actually you know but it's all made up. Sorry, guys. And and guess what? <laughs> this is scaring and sharing. It's a horror movie podcast. So that's what we talk about. So <laughs> and you're Jeremy, the Sasquatch Slim Rusk. And you are Brandy Joe Plambeck, the Flame and Scream Queen. Flamey, flamey, flamerson. <laughs> and we fucking love horror movies. We do. And we talk about them as much as possible. And this is our time to truly purge with one another. And it's great. Yes. So, so let's Jeremy, do it. I, I I know that like um you said I saw you yesterday. We went to the movies, and I mean you're already watching listening to this episode, so you know that we're gonna talk about Halloween kills, and we'll get to that later. But we saw each other yesterday, which was super fun. And yes. you told me you've watched a shit ton of stuff. So give me the highlights. Tell me what you really want to talk about. Okay, I'll give you the highlights. Uh so I've been you've been busy opening a show. Uh, And since we haven't been recording, I have been just binging for my Halloween time, obsessive watching, getting crazy here. Uh, And I'll give you some highlights. I do want to say off the top, 
because my wife wanted me to shout this out. She gets into the spirit a little bit with me. Okay. Uh, so we watch, we watch some of her favorites. We've watched a few of her. Hocus Pocus, favorites. I bet. Hocus Pocus. Uh, Which I'm not a big fan of. I don't know if I've said that before or not, but we rewatched it last year and I was like, it's fine, but I don't yeah. want it. I used to be that way. Like I, it, I was a kid when it came out. So it was part of my childhood, like all the time. Uh, and then as I got older, I was like, I want to see Jason chopping people's heads off. I don't give a shit about Hocus Pocus anymore. Uh, but my wife loves it. And since, you know, us getting together, she's kind of turned me around to being in on the fun of watching Hocus Pocus. So we have fun watching that. Um, she's a big fan of The Cabin in the Woods. So we mm. revisited that one again, which I think is a blast every time I watch it. Yeah. And she's a big fan. This may surprise you. She's a big fan of the Purge series. Oh. Uh, so we just recently revisited Purge Anarchy, the second one, which I think is the best of the ones I've seen. So anything's uh, better than the first one. They're all better than the first one. Yeah, they all are much better than the first one. But we watched specifically the second one. I think that's the best of the series. Okay. Personally, uh, if anyone wants to at me, you know, let me know what you think. I, yeah, I just remember I seen. are there like five? I, I think I haven't seen the first purge. And then the, is there one after that or just one about to come out or being? It just came something? out. It already oh, okay. came out. Uh, the forever purge. Yeah. So. so I haven't seen those two, but everything prior to that, I liked except the first one I thought was trash, although I like the concept. Yes, absolutely. Uh, let's see. Uh, we also watched Freaky together, Sarah. And oh, I. fun. She hadn't seen it. We, yeah, neither of us had seen that one. Uh, and I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, uh, I thought it was a lot of fun. I saw somebody like somewhere wrote like this should have been called Freaky Friday the 13th. Like, I think that's what the yeah, <laughs> that's the concept right there. And I was also like, man, Vince Vaughn as a slasher. I'm kind of into that. Like, I would see a movie with him again playing the killer. I thought that was fun. Yeah, it's like the hot chick with Rob Schneider. Yes. And I mean, I know that that's like Freaky Friday, but like that very, like a man and a young girl switch bodies. And yes. I love that. And I love, it's I think made by gay filmmakers. And I loved, I mean, some people think it's a little creepy. There's a same sex kiss that happens in it. And some people think it's a little creepy just due to the circumstances. But sure. I really appreciated that it's not played for laughs. It yeah. is like a tender moment. And I find it very sweet. And if you're looking at the real, like, if you're looking at as the story, it's not creepy because of the yeah. actual situation. When people are bothered by that, when it's like he's a hardcore serial killer is who she, she switched bodies with. So like the rest of it's pretty creepy too of him just killing kids. So like, right. why is that the worst part? Uh, people are funny. Yeah, they are. All right, what uh, else? Okay, uh, revisited a bunch of the Halloween sequels leading up to, what I wanna revisit that. Let me put a pin in that real quick. Um, I do wanna say that usually around this time, I have my like Blu-ray and DVD collection, and that's usually what I'm dipping into to rewatch around Halloween. So it's really repetitive, the things I'm watching every year uh, around this time. However, since we're moving, all my shit's packed up and I don't right. have uh, ready access to it. So I've been relying on what's on like streaming sites and all that. So it's kind of shaken up what I'm revisiting. Oh. Uh, so I did watch Teacher Drew. I rewatched the original Phantasm which mm. I think we talked about briefly. Yes, mm -hmm. I am a big fan of the original. I, I just love it. Uh, I do know, like not that long ago, I had a conversation with somebody that's like, you know, I don't like the Phantasms because they're just too poorly made for me. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, the first one is like made by indie filmmakers with no like Hollywood money. Like you can tell it's a cheap production. 
but that's but part still of the charm. done well. Like, yeah, I mean, part- it's still well done. Although it, the second one is the glossier version. Yes, uh, but yeah, it, I still love the first one. And then I revisited Phantasm Three: Lord of the Dead. Uh, oh. And that one's a little more like that's just a straight up B movie, man. Like that's where they've the the first one was indie. The second one was backed by Universal Studios, if I remember, uh, and then it underperformed. So it went back to being indie productions and straight to video from then on. So there was like okay. three more and they're all kind of increasingly downhill from three forward of just being like really B movie stuff. So uh, only for the hardcore, check it out. Uh, and also I revisited the original, The Howling, fantastic movie. Uh, you know, what needs to be said about that? We, if you're a werewolf person, you probably have seen and love The Howling. Uh, I, for some reason, totally blanked that D Wallace is the lead in that movie yeah uh, and she's fucking great i love d wallace i uh, just wanted to give that shout out i never forget that because and i didn't know it until scream because i went and resaw mm-hmm. scream in the theater the 25th anniversary mm. and they say the girl comes up to to randy in the video store and she says what's that werewolf movie with the mom from et yeah and he says yep. the howling and that's, that's okay. why it always sticks in Clicks. my mind even though yep. i've only seen it once and so i told you a little bit about this yesterday uh, so I watched The Howling on Amazon, and then it said, people who watch this also watch, and it was The Howling 7, New Moon Rising, is on there. So I'm like, you know what? Like, I've heard, like, I'm a connoisseur of the legendary bad movies, Troll 2, Plan 9 from Outer Space, shit like that. Uh, and I'm like, I've heard some of these Howling sequels, especially deeper into the catalog you get, get, like, totally batshit bonkers, like, how did, was this made? Uh, and I've heard a lot about Howling 7, so I'm like, let's watch it. Let's see. Like, is this just going to be bad, bad, and I'm going to be disappointed? And no, it was more, like, mind-meltingly bad. Like, it's a movie that, like, how, why, what is this? Like, it, it'll drive you insane. It's essentially, the guy was the writer. I guess he was a producer on some of the earlier, like, he was the producer on Howling, like, 4 and 5 or something, and he got full control of the rights for this one movie. So he's the writer, producer editor, cinematographer, and the star. Wow. Which should be a big warning sign on any movie. And he's some Australian guy. He's like an Australian hippie with long hair. And he rolls into this town where there's mysterious werewolf murders happening. Uh, Except they don't focus on that. You think it's a howling movie? Nope. They focus on just his adventures getting a job at the local redneck bar in a redneck town. And the people of the town are the actual townspeople of Pioneer Town, California. So non-actors. And there's long interludes of country mu- western music playing and line dancing. Whole line dances numbers go on for minutes and minutes. So it's a country western musical drama comedy that features a oh. werewolf at the end. Uh huh. Sure. The very last scene, and it's the worst werewolf costume you've ever seen in your life. It's literally a rubber mask from like wow. a Halloween store. Uh, so watch at your own risk, but I need more people to know about this movie. Watch it, do something, write into me. We have to talk about Howling 7. I can't believe it exists. Wow. Yeah, that sounds bad. Yes, but fun, bad in the right circumstances. And finally, revisiting a bunch of Halloween sequels. Um, and this is what I wanted to tell you. AMC Thrills and Chills. That's that thing that the AMC mm-hmm. theaters are doing where you pay $5. You don't know what movie you're seeing. Week ago or so, my brother and I went to one, uh, and it was Halloween 2018 was the surprise movie. So I okay. got to revisit that before Halloween Kills coming out. So it's fresh in my mind. And 2018 Halloween is a fucking good movie. Like that's yeah. a, it's one of the best Halloween movies. Come at me if you want, but it's one of the best Halloween movies. 
Yep, and we'll, we will talk more about that later. Now, that thrills and chills, do you think every, like, it's two times a week? Like, Wednesdays and... It's Wednesdays and Fridays. Do you think, like, each week it's the same movie, like, on Wednesday and Friday? Do you think no. they have a whole plethora and it's different every single time? They're different every time. I know that So much. you could go every single time and see a different movie. See a different movie. So the ones I do know that they had played before the Halloween 2018, I know the very first one was Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead. Okay. Uh, which is not a terrible, I revisited that a little while ago too. And that's not a terrible movie. You know, it doesn't hold a candle to the original Dawn of the Dead, but I still think it's, it's Zack Snyder's best movie. Sorry, Zack, but you shot your load <laughs> with your first movie and you've never made anything as watchable as that one. Uh, and then I know they did Train to Busan was one of them too. Ah, uh, love So, that. but I don't know. I think like what all they release about them is the date and the runtime in the rating. Okay. So based on the run times, I know like on mm-hmm. Halloween, coming up towards Halloween, it's clearly going to be the It movies, It chapters one and two, based on the run times. People have figured that out because those are like three fucking hour long movies. But mm-hmm. uh, so, yeah, but it's different okay. every time. Well, I've only watched two movies since we last spoke a couple weeks ago. Our tech ended at just the right time this past Sunday. So front of the podcast, Tess and I went to see Scream, the 25th awesome. anniversary. And I was awesome. so excited because I was like, if we get out in time, I want to go. So we got done at like 6.30. It was like at 7. And we I scooped her up at her house and we went and watched it. And it was just a delight. It's so well paced. It's such a good movie. Like, it's no wonder, like, you know, in my top two or three movies of all time. Like, it is so good. Yeah, I uh, I caught the opening of the first one with Drew Barrymore on TV. A little while ago, you know, AMC's Fear Fest is going on, so it's nonstop movies. Uh, and I caught the beginning, and I'm like, this is so fucking good. It's like one of the greatest openings of a horror movie ever, is so that good. first scene of the original. It is amazing. And it's like how you do an homage, because it's definitely an homage to When a Stranger Calls, which is taking a playoff that the classic urban legend and then also previously done really well by Black Christmas. Yes. But like, it ta- it's like that perfect way to take a t- not a tired trope, but a trope and like put a spin on it and make it unique and cool. And just, it's just so good that my only like moments where I roll my eyes a little bit are like the bathroom scene because mm-hmm. like, I don't think that was the killer. Like they never get into it, but like, why would he have been in there? Like before she came into the bathroom, like that makes no sense. And then the second one is when they're in like the the convenience store, or as we say in Michigan, the party store, like getting mm-hmm. ice cream or beer or whatever. And you see like Ghostface like running around the aisles, which again could just be a stu- like since there are all these students running around in the costume since they know what it is. What it is, yeah. So if those are the two things like, you know, that I'm nitpicky about, like, it's totally fine. But I think you could have, I do like the bathroom scene for those like bitchy girls and you get some backstory with like her mom and everything like that. So I like that. I just, that is kind of like, I'm like, okay, that's kind of dumb, but it's otherwise so good. Whatever. It's a great movie. Yeah. I was worried the Scream 5 trailer was going to be before because that is, as anyone who follows me on social media knows, that has been the hardest thing for me not to watch based on my new theory of not watching trailers because I want to save them. And I was sure it was going to play before and I didn't know if I'd leave the theater or whatever. There were no trailers before, except there was a featurette from about Scream before the movie. But it was like from like the DVD. And so they kept showing 
full scenes from the movie. Not even like just like a line or two, but like a full scene. And then they talk about it. I'm like, we're about to watch the movie. Like, I don't want to see these scenes right now. Like, I'm about to see them in a moment. Yeah, yeah. But I wish it would have been like a new 25th anniversary. Yes, but it was an old one. But it was still kind of cool. But yeah, not watching the Scream 5 trailer has been killing me softly. I'm sure because it played in the theater yesterday. It, it did. And not only did I close my eyes as I've done and for other movies, I closed my ears as well. And I had to hum to myself. There was a person to my right who I did not know. And I felt bad for them because I was literally humming. So I didn't hear any of the dialogue. Mm-hmm. I heard a little dialogue, but very, sure. very little. I've watched that trailer already a bunch of times. So now but- what are your thoughts? on it? Joe was kind of like, meh. And I've heard lots of people say, meh. Oh, I think it looks good. Oh, okay. But I also feel like they didn't show, like, it was, okay, because we're about to get into it. The Halloween Kills trailer, like, showed way too many money shots, like, sitting down and actually watching the movie, where I'm like, I've already fucking seen this. Uh, and Hence why I haven't watched them. Yeah, you shouldn't have watched it, because they, they did the, what I hate, is when, fuck, the trailer pretty much had all the money shots in it. And so watching the actual movie, you're like, <sighs> Okay, we'll get into that later. But this new Scream trailer, like, I have no fucking clue what this movie's about. So I think they did a good enough oh, job that's good. to give you a taste, but they didn't show too much. Because so. friend of the podcast, Nico, said, if you watch it, just watch the first chunk and not the second, because he said that gives the arc of the story. Which I really? think is them just I going have... back to Woodsboro, is in my yeah. mind what happened. So, like, that's... What arc? Like, I can't tell what this fucking story is about. So I, I will say this, though, and this is just me thinking about this series at this point in the series like i know okay if you guys haven't seen this you know what scream movies fuck you go watch them (laughs) but uh you know they killed jamie kennedy in the second one uh to give like a major character death like at this point nev campbell courtney cox david arquette keep coming back for all of them somebody's gotta die for this movie to mean anything one, two, maybe all of them have to die before this thing is over. That's what I think. I think I'm going to call that I think either Sydney or Dewey because Dewey's had so many near experiences. Yeah. Like, I feel like it's got to be Dewey, quite but honestly. But as much as I love the characters, to keep bringing yeah. them back over and over, it's turning into Die Hard where Bruce Willis should just be dead five times over. Like, how many times are you going to fight terrorists, bro? Like, how many times are these people going to fight masked killers over and over? Somebody's got to die. And it feels like, and from what I've heard, they're trying to sort of ramp up a new cast of folks to like mm-hmm. move forward which i'm beyond bummed like our friend lucas from lego horror videos says like hayden panettiere like it's a major bummer they couldn't bring her back because she was awesome she's like one of my favorite scream characters of all the films she was so well realized and she was like the new randy and everyone loved randy i loved that they killed him off but like it would have been great to have her back Mm-hmm. But I'm curious to see, and the the filmmakers did such a good with Samara Weaving in Ready or Not to make her such a badass. Like that's been the issue is there's been no one else besides Hayden Pantier, I feel, who has been like a badass character to be introduced. Who you're like, yes, I would watch another movie with this person as the star. Yeah. So because Neff Campbell is fucking great, and I'm gonna call it now. I think that the killer or killers, one of them, I feel is gonna be someone from a previous film. I feel like it's gonna be like like Stu from the first one. I feel somehow he's alive. And that's what I feel. I feel like that's the only really cool thing you could do besides it being one of these young people again. Like, I feel like it's gotta be someone we already know. 
Yep. So Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I'm into that. So the other trailer yesterday that played that I closed my eyes and ears for, well, not my ears, my eyes, was the black phone, which I'm very excited about. Again, my oh, husband yeah. Joe was kind of like, nah, it doesn't look that great. But like, I love the idea. It seems sorry, Joe, but you think nothing looks that great as far as <laughs> horror movies go. So I'm great. not as surprised. Did you think it looked good? I want to see it. I want to yeah. see it. I think it has an interesting premise. I love Ethan Hawke. So mm -hmm. it's going to be great to, I think this is a cool character for him to be involved with. So I can't yeah. wait to see it. And I really like Joe Hill, Heart Shaped Box, I think I've talked about before, is such a great horror novel. And mm -hmm. I wish they talked about for years being turned into a movie and it never did. And so I'm bummed by that. But I know that this is a, a book or a short story of his. So yeah. I think he's, you know, I mean, he's Stephen King's son, so it's in yeah. the blood. But I think it's going to, I'm very intrigued by it. And I, I think it sounds pretty cool. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. And I feel like early screenings, they talked about it being pretty messed up, which I'm oh, also. Yeah, it looks great. It looks because cool. Because the idea of it could very well be like some PG-13 sort of movie that's geared towards young teenagers. Like, but from what I've heard, it's pretty hardcore. I, I've heard they went hard R. Yeah. They went full on with it. So it's like, fuck yeah, let's do this. Yeah. So I'm, but it totally could be like a Goosebumps, Are You Afraid of the Dark storyline. Yeah. But. So I'm, I'm pretty pumped. So then the only other thing I watched, which will lead us into what we're going to really talk about, unless you have something else, is that I, the only other thing I watched this week was Halloween 4. Ooh. Which, quite honestly, I know you're a big fan. I haven't watched yep. it in many, many years. I find it really boring. Mm. I just, I love Danielle Harris in it. She's the one thing I love. And I love the atmosphere. I love the, like, the very fall-esque atmosphere which i know we've talked about i know when we talked about the guest like i yeah. sort of brought up that it reminds me of the opening of halloween 4 yes. the opening of that and that is definitely there i just yeah i did not i just was like bored out of my gorge yeah i feel like my love of 4 is very very co colored by nostalgia okay because i've just watched it i watched it so much as a kid it was one of my halloween movies for a long time because it was on cable like the original and that one were on constantly i seem to remember growing up so i've seen those two probably the most of like all of them mm -hmm. um so i because i, I rewatched four as well i watched rewatched four and it's like not i know it's not like a great movie compared to uh like the original but i still have some love for it five is terrible um what else did i say i i actually revisited uh, rob zombies uh, I was like, you know what? I have not seen it in years and years. Let's give this a shot again. I know you had a poor experience with it. Mm -hmm. And uh, sorry, Rob, over the years, it's just gotten worse and worse to me when I revisit it. Like the last time I had seen it was many years ago and I still had some love for it. Uh, being that I liked House of a Thousand Corpses and Devil's Rejects, love those, but revisiting his Halloween, I'm like, it doesn't hold up. I think it gets weaker as other Halloweens come out <laughs> now over the years. So Looper is one of the YouTube channels I follow, and they did a every Halloween film ranked, mm -hmm. and Halloween Four was last. last. I don't think it's that. I don't think it's that bad. Oh, it's definitely not. It's not. And that you want bad. to know some of the other fascinating things they did? They what? put Rob Zombie's Halloween lower ranked than Part Two of Rob Zombie, mm. and they also put Halloween Kills as number four. Hmm. No, above Halloween tw 2018. No, 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 no. 
<laughs> I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Okay, we can't, before we get to Halloween Kills, we have to get to our terrograms. Oh yes, fuck, we have so much going on. Also really quick, I wanna say, I also rewatched the original Halloween too, uh, and I kind of fluctuate, but this time watching it, like I loved it. I don't know what happened this time, but this time around watching it, okay. I'm like, this is like one of the best actually, like it's up there. It's gotta be. For me, it's definitely a top five, the original okay. Halloween too. Okay. Terragram time. Terragram time. All right. All right. Let's start off with one from Teacher Drew. And Teacher Drew writes, hey guys, congratulations on 50 episodes. May you have many, many more. Though I was a little late to the party, I'm just glad I arrived eventually. Us too, Teacher Drew. You rock. Thank you. You're one of the best. To answer the metal debate, if you recall, we talked like I said yes. I didn't think Teacher I Drew was know. into metal, and you did. He said, to answer the metal debate, let me say I'm a person of eclectic tastes. I pretty much love music in general except for twangy country. That includes metal. Like many who discover a genre of music, I was heavily exposed to it through an older cousin. He is a fan of old school like Def Leppard, but also Korn, Slipknot, and Nine Inch Nails. My playlists will often contain seemingly contradictory choices. Do you guys have any similar, almost paradoxical tastes? I.e. like this, but I also like this. Since you were talking about drink choices, mine is a Dirty Martini Extra Olives. On the horror front, I'm almost done with Midnight Mass. I was hooked from the beginning. I hope it finishes as strong as it started. Till next time, love to you both, Teacher Drew and Phoenix. Love you, Teacher Drew. That's so funny he says that too, because like when I was a drinker, that was what my drink too. Oh my God. That exact same are, thing. You guys Dirty are... martini, extra olives. That was like one of my most favorite liquor drinks. Separated so, at birth. Your yeah. stepbrothers. And the same with music, like eclectic tastes. I'm exactly the same. I'm all over the board with music because, uh, uh, okay, he is a secret metalhead. We now know he does enjoy Slipknot, but like, I'm the same way. I love Slipknot, but I also love like Willie Nelson. You know, I'm like, all it's so different. Like I, I will sit down and listen to like Mozart, like for pleasure and enjoy that. And then I can turn around uh, and listen to like insane clown posse, you know, like I'm all over the fucking board uh, with my music choices. So yeah, I relate to that a lot, but in my heart, I'm a metal guy. So I think my most paradoxical tastes, which I mean, I'm not gonna say it's eh, because I'm a gay boy, but like, I love a bloody horror movie, but I also love a like sappy rom-com with like, you know, jennifer aniston or jennifer lopez like i very much love a sappy well written mind you mm -hmm. um rom-com or that's just like sweet and funny and clever and cute like i love yeah. never been kissed but then i also love a serbian film well love is a strong word but sure I'll watch yeah it and enjoy it so yeah. that's my most paradoxical and as far as like i mean i like some country but i like sappy love country songs especially by female artists i and i get into you know some r&b here and there but not really and mostly i like poppy stuff a little bit electronic but not yeah i don't think i have as paradoxical of a taste as you and teacher drew and yeah regard. music is really great but yeah no the same way with movies too because you know i love a brutal like slasher movie but then like pixar movies still make me tear up at the end and i love mm -hmm. those so you know i'm all over with movies as well so yeah well thank you teacher drew you're awesome and i hope you had a good little break i think you went on a, a trip or something you're moving as well so thank you for continuing to be there for us it's like i've said it felt like a celebrity the first time you wrote in because i heard your emails so many times on um it's only a podcast so you rock thank you all right and there's 
Oh, I was going to say treat your Drew. You know, it's just something, there's something so cool about having this listener that, you know, we don't, we only know you through this exchange now, but it feels like we do know you. Yeah. Uh, but you're half a world like away from us, half a country away from us. And uh, somehow we've been brought together by this thing. And there just seems to be something special about that. So, yes. And if anyone else out there is listening that doesn't know us, write us scaring sharing at gmail.com because we would love to form a similar relationship with you. Not that teacher Drews is not enough of a relationship because it is. Yes. And someday, w- one day we hope to meet you, teacher yes, Drew, because that indeed. would be fantastic. Yeah. All right. All right. Moving on. This one comes from my brother. Uh, and the subject Bert. line, Bert, the subject line is, it's got a death curse. <laughs> and here we go, because he's got a whole thing, and I love it. And my brother writes, as I watched the new Halloween movie, listening to the audience laugh and jump at each kill, all I could think to myself is, we need Jason back. It's hard to say something like that in the age of highbrow horror, artistic films that turn horror on its head like Get Out, Midsummer, or The Lighthouse. Films where the villains are a representation of racism, religious zeal, or paranoia. It's hard to think that people would be interested in seeing a masked madman chase kids around with a knife. Yet here we are, and it's no surprise. The slasher genre was the king of horror in the 80s, and now it's making a resurgence. Candyman, two Halloween movies, and now a new Scream movie marks a rebirth of sorts. A return to the good old days where we don't need to know why, why someone is being chased, why the killer kills. You're just there to see blood carnage and creative kills and nothing does it better than Friday the 13th. Halloween may have created the slasher genre, but it was the Friday the 13th franchise that perfected it. There were more Jason movies in the 80s than anybody else. Ask anybody when you say the word slasher, their mind goes to him first. Jason stalks sexy teens out in the woods, but there's the problem. Those eight words describe all 12 of the movies. It's the main complaint of the franchise. No one adds anything new. So how do you reinvent Friday the 13th? Uh, And this is kind of wonderful, I think, here. This is what I was thinking to myself as Jay and I left the theater. Jay, that's me. That's what my family calls me, if you're wondering. Jay. I told him that they need to make a new Friday. And he said, yeah, they do. But I don't want them uh, to because uh, we are the ones who are supposed to write it. That's what I was saying. I want to do, I need a horror franchise. Somebody give me something so we can write it. Uh, We all know that Jason, we all know what Jay would do for this Friday, but what would I do for mine? Well, an idea popped in my head. What if there really was a death curse? My Friday would deal with that. Pamela was trying to raise Jason from the grave with some kind of occult spell that requires sacrifice, but it takes her death to make it work. Flash forward to Jason killing Tommy Jarvis's family. Tommy defeats Jason, or so he thinks. Jump to the present, Tommy is a grown man having lived the life of a soldier, a cop, or even some kind of criminal. Some type of lifestyle that almost makes him the civilized version of Jason. He is compelled to return to Crystal Lake only to discover that he never killed Jason and that there is a conspiracy in town about letting people go into the woods to be sacrificed to him. It's all about keeping Jason out of the town. Now Tommy and a group of people who've lost loved ones to him are now trying to find a way to break the curse. The third act would involve the group accidentally luring Jason into town during a town festival, some kind of Jason day. The only way to break the curse is to let Jason kill those responsible for his original death, which happens to be prominent members of the town. Another idea is a SWAT team trying to hunt Jason and failing. Well, that's my idea. What do you think, Bert? Um, I love that. I like that his idea kind of is a melding of Friday the 13th then with like Midsummer or something like that. I like feel like it's it. Friday the 13th meets Cabin in the Woods meets Halloween 6. Yeah, kind of. It's like a <laughs> melding of all these ideas. And it's like, I agree. I think something like that is what you would need to do with Friday the 13th, like a radical... 
radical in some terms where you're bringing in elements they've never really had in the series, but still kind of being true to the core, which is Jason kills teenagers. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like that's the thing. Every time they reboot one of these, you need to bring something fresh, but you need to stay true to what the source material is actually about. And that's the dance. Mm-hmm. And I seem to remember, I think I did pitch a Friday the 13th movie. So that must be what he's referencing in like an earlier episode. So, And when I saw that email, I thought, did you go see I have a con- Kills without me? I have a confession to make. You did. I knew you I've, did. When I saw I've that seen, email, I knew it. I've seen it twice. I saw wow, it Friday Jeremy. night. And I saw it uh, the next day with you. You're and I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> Tear me up. But I, I, kept, I played a good face. You know, I kept you, it. I didn't did. let you know. Um, well, we, yes. Because when we went yesterday after we left, because we went with a group of like nine people. It yeah. was like the largest outing aside from that time we went with our friend Danny and Nick and saw yeah. um, Quiet Place too when they had rented out the theater. And there were like 20 people. But we didn't know all 20 people. But this time, and you didn't know all. I, I knew all, everyone there. That was They were all like my friends. Yeah. But, but it was fun because lots of them hadn't met you before. So it was kind of like, oh, my God, we're meeting another part of your podcast. Yeah. And I got to meet Chris uh, from yep. the podcast, Chris in person, which was fantastic. Who very much enjoyed Halloween Kills. We'll get to that. We'll get um, to it. But yeah, after we were done and I was driving you home, I was like, I mean, I don't care if everyone wants to talk about it, but I don't want Jeremy to talk about it. And I'm not going to talk about it because I didn't want to like rehash conversations. And be like, remember when we said this yesterday? Because like, that's not exciting. That's not good podcasting. Yeah, absolutely. But so let's yes, get to it. But I, but yes, I will say my brother on opening night, Friday night, or I guess it's technically Thursday, but on Friday night, the night before, he was like, I really want to see it, but you know, I don't have anyone to go with, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, I'll go, let's just go. So we did it. Uh, oh, I'll remember this, Jeremy. Remember, remember it. This. You can do it to me. You can get me back somehow. <laughs> but at the end of the, at the end of the day, I'm actually kind of glad I saw it twice because it's helped me hammer home uh, what my opinion is. So now we can get All into right. it. Let's All right, it. so Halloween Kills, directed by David Gordon Green. Evil dies tonight. Evil dies tonight! <laughs> Evil dies tonight. Jesus. The nightmare isn't over as unstoppable killer Michael Myers escapes from Laurie Strode's trap to continue his ritual bloodbath. Injured and taken to the hospital, Laurie fights through the pain as she inspires residents of Haddonfield, Illinois to rise up against Myers. Taking matters into their own hands, the Strode women and other survivors from a vigilante mob to hunt down Michael and end his reign of terror once and for all. Jesus, fuck, and that's not at all what happens either. Lori no. does not, like, get this c- crowd going. Like, she's barely in it. She is wasted. All of the women are absolutely wasted. Judy Greer is a stone. Like, she's just horrible, and I always love her. So what the fuck? <laughs> this movie is so fucking bad. I cannot even with my life. Oh, my God. So we're going to have this debate, right? Like the Like, the, the internet is right now whether this is the worst yeah. Halloween movie or yeah. it's not that bad. Cause you know what? I know a friend of the podcast, Ben, who went along with us yesterday said, you know, what? I think I'd rather watch Rob Zombie's Halloween again. And you know what? I would too. Oh my God. Where it's are at we least gonna go more interesting. This? See to me, this one's middle of the pack. Uh, I do not think uh, this is the, I think Rob Zombie's are still worse. I think five mm. is worse than this. See, I, I cue closer to Chris when we walked out of there. I think he liked it a little more than me. But yeah, I think it's, this movie's a fucking mess. Like, I have no idea what they were thinking in the writing room when they were like, how do we continue 2018? And then we make this thing. 
See, and like, I, the idea of like the mob, like the town rising up against them, I am like, that's an interesting idea. But like everything they did with it to me felt so heavy handed and like we're trying to make some sort of statement on mob mentality. Oh God, like and why? the dialogue was just cringe, 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 eye roll, eye roll, eye roll. The worst. No one talks like that. Like the high school kid is like, well when evil comes from our souls and transforms a community into rebellious like I'm just like shut up. No one talks like that. Yeah. The and everyone talks like that. Everyone talks like Dr. Loomis all of a sudden from Which, the original. Yeah, like, I will buy it? some psychiatrist talking like that, but not. And I will buy Jamie Lee Curtis as the new Loomis, like done well. But here, like, it's not just her. It's fucking everybody now is suddenly a philosopher. Mm -hmm. uh, and I don't know what's up with that. Um, the biggest problem with this movie, too, is the best part is the fucking kill like setups the set pieces of jason just tearing through or jason sorry michael myers tearing through fucking town uh and that's those are great and i'm like yes cool like we're getting real creative with the action set pieces here and then when they cut from that i'm like when is michael coming back because i don't give a shit about these people i just want to watch michael kill people now and like you've kind of failed at creating a story here when that's all i want to see mm -hmm. and, like, and I, I we didn't say it but there that we're just talking spoilers so you yep. should watch this it's streaming everywhere just fucking go watch it even though i do not recommend it but you gotta watch it just to understand i'm sort of like at this point i'm like if you're gonna watch it really like just watch the scenes of michael killing people like that's all you really need no to you must watch, watch all of it to realize how shitty it is well there's that too. because i here's my idea after leaving that i came up with that i think could have helped the mob mentality is if we would have had one of the main characters in my mind it's the 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 daughter the granddaughter like if which i found her much more interesting in this one than i did in the first one like in 2018 i didn't care for her very much there but i liked her more here i wanted her to be a little more badass than she was but i still liked her the most of the strode women yeah but like let there be some sort of twist where it's sort of Jamie Lloyd. She is on Michael Myers' side somehow. I don't know what that transformation is, but that as the mob is coming for him, she is there trying to distract, um, point in a different direction, and he is getting away with more. Like, I don't know how that happens, but like, I hated the extra escapee, that whole storyline. Pointless. Just pointless. Pointless and ridiculous and offensive and just so bad. All that dialogue. Oh my God. I just, the dialogue was just like, like, I don't know if the Razzies are still happening, but this needs to be nominated and win all of them. Yeah. It's, um, I, I did feel like the biggest thing here was the, and this is something my brother and I talked about too, was like where Halloween 2018 was this really like reverent. It, Halloween 2018 is a fucking remake of the original Halloween uh, and they hit all the same story beats and it has the same fucking plot but somehow it worked that like they did that and it worked out it's as if with this movie they were like let's remake all of the crazy sequels that happened in the 90s in one fucking movie it's like they took like four five six uh you know and like mashed them together and we're like this is it. This is what we're doing with kills. So I don't know like what the intention was. Uh, again, it's like 
it's so jarring that like the, the sequences of like, I'm thinking of uh, the firefighter when he gets out of the fire, like that's fucking cool. Yes. And kills all the firefighters. Say, that's it's one so of the things I like. Fucking cool. But it was that's in the same. trailer. So they shot their load. Like they should not have had that in the trailer. It would have hit so much harder. Um, yeah. And again, like he goes to the house with the older couple and kills them. Cool. Uh, the car with everybody in the car and they have the whole gunplay and all that. And he fucking takes all of them out. Cool. How can like, no one know how to fire a gun though? No one. No yeah. one, no one, no one, no one. This is fucking America, people. Like, everybody's got a gun. I don't have I a don't gun. Know. Do you have a gun? Well, no, I don't have a gun. But Are you lying? Still, I know how to shoot a gun. So I think like, I do, too. I think I would. But, like, yep. I mean, no. there's one spot where people shoot bullets and hit him, but it's at the very end. There's, like, at least five examples prior to that of people not only, like, missing him, but, like, not even close. Like, yeah. Uh, so is he supernatural too? Because the ending is just he's alive again as Laurie talks about how he's more than human in a oh, Loomis like thing. So like I don't know what the intention was there, but I guess he's supernatural. But if he is, why didn't he try to get out of like the asylum earlier knowing that Yeah, he's unstoppable. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I want to talk about the things I like. I love the fire sequence. I thought that was fantastic because it's like, how yeah. could he live? But then, like, you see him behind, which they set up like she has that like pull downy rack. Yeah, she's thing got like a guns. fire door right there. Yeah. So like, yeah, so he's it makes safe. Total sense. Yep. And I loved Kyle Richards. I mean, I didn't think she was like the most amazing actress, but like, I really wanted to see this for her because I love Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and I love her from like her childhood days and her sister Kim. Like, so I loved Kyle Richards, although I didn't understand like, did he attack her again? And uh, I'm glad she lived. And she broke her nose doing the film, which I thought was fun. And you could definitely tell the scene where that happened when he like throws her down the ground. That had to have been it. Yeah. And I liked the Loomis in the beginning. I liked that. Yes. Like, that oh, that was so cool. Been, was it CGI? Was it an actor that just looked like him? Do you know? I think it was a combo. Okay. If I had to guess, I think it was a combination of a lookalike with maybe a like one of those shots was clearly them putting like young Donald Pleasant's face on him or something. But like, I thought it was done well. Like I liked, I didn't like that flashback, but I liked that they brought him in. Cause I remember 2018, they talked about showing the end of the original Halloween and how Michael, like how he got captured and yeah. that obviously got saved for here. Yes. But I hated all that addition. I, so that's all I liked, by the way. Um, oh, wow. That's so it. That's absolutely. <sighs> and I liked the gay couple. I like, I thought they were fun because I love Michael McDonald. And oh, yeah. W w my brother and I were both like, I wanted them to be the main characters. Like, couldn't we have just followed their story? And couldn't at least one of the, and maybe it's just after watching Candyman 2021. Like, I, I love that the gay couple there lived. And like, couldn't at least Michael McDonald live because he had every opportunity. I mean, the to way escape. it was filmed, he must have stood there for 30 seconds while Michael Myers walked up to him and slowly then him. advanced on him. Yes. Yeah. So you should like, have just escaped. less. But I did love them. But I wanted them to live, or at least Michael McDonald to live. Mm -hmm. Um, I hated the retcon of, if that's what you'll call it, or the reimagining, redirection of Michael Myers not actually wanting to go after Laurie Strode. That the cops like it was. He's coming after me. It's all about me. Like it's like we like this story because he's going after Laurie. Yeah, that's the final, they are the arch nemeses of each other, like built up into our minds forever. Like to break from that is kind of fucked up. So fucked up. And like, just like, they're like, oh, by the way, if you thought, um, Lori, you're important, guess what? Everyone watching and Lori, you're not important. So mm -hmm. 
hated it. Hated it. Mm. Oh my God. And okay, let's talk about, and this is something set up from the original, okay? Sure. That Michael likes to pose the dead bodies and do things with them. Yeah. But like, since we never see him do that, aside from him like carrying the body across the street in the original, like it... The idea of it is ridiculous to me. Like the, the gay couple that he arranges them like they have this picture of themselves and then puts on a record. Like, yeah. are you fucking kidding me? Like <laughs> they, they it's yeah. It, it was weird to jump. Cause I'm okay with that idea because it comes from the original source material. Totally. Like it happened in the original movie, except that in the 2018 movie, he, no, he does do that. He does once. do that with like the pumpkin head, but he does it like once. Yeah. Yeah, and not a, you know, it's not here, a constant. It seems to be like when the writers want it to happen, it happens, but other right. times. In this movie, they went crazy with it. So you're like, why did it only happen one time in They're the They're like, prior? oh, well, we have to do a nod to Halloween 3 again, even though we did it in 2018. Yep. So we're going to arrange these three bodies, even though Michael Myers walked across that bridge away from Lindsay Wallace. And then when they come back, the bodies have been rearranged, which means he came back, spent however much time it took to arrange the bodies, hang mm -hmm. one up, and then attack Lindsay. Like, it seemed like she was attacked. Yeah. But we didn't really get into that. <sighs> Christ. And that whole thing with him standing out the window looking at Haddonfield. Oh, was he looking in at himself? <gasps> Fucking so bad. And like I said, Judy Greer was so stiff and just, it made me so sad because she I always love her. I want to say, too, I'm learning to read you as well when we go to the movies. So I knew you fucking hated this when we were standing in the lobby. Uh, I was like, I knew it when you're like, I can't talk about it. But I'm like, no, nah, he fucking hated. This. OK, like, so I've gone tell. on and on and on. You did not hate it. I did not hate it as middle of the road. You're it's saying. middle of the road. Yeah. Wow. You know, to me, this one ranks with like, uh, yeah, no. Literally, Chris and I were having this conversation after you had stormed out of the theater because of how disgusted you were with this movie. <laughs> no, um, I had a pee. <laughs> that's what I thought happened. So I was like, oh, he hated it. Uh, but Chris and I were a uh, friend of the podcast. Chris, what up? He and I have Ooh. way more, I think our slasher movie tastes kind of align with each other. Whereas like if the kills are like plentiful and just awesome enough, like that's really the only thing saving this movie for me. Uh, in any way is like, yeah, the fucking kills. I will say one thing. I said this in the car too. I was disappointed about is if they were going to keep going bigger, like it felt like they were going for broke with this, like the way they were ramping up each sequence of Michael uh, and you get to the mob and he, like a fucking meat grinder at the end, he tears through everyone in the mob. Like, uh, and then to just end, sorry, spoilers again, guys, Judy Greer gets stabbed to shit at the end of the movie. And that's where it ends. Like, it's the worst part. This movie has the worst attributes of a second part in a trilogy where it feels mm -hmm. like, why does this exist? Why wasn't it just two movies then? Because I feel like if you're going to wrap, you know what I mean? Like, this feels yeah. like a movie that the material should have been split. Some of this should have been in 2018 and some of it should just be a second movie. Halloween I also... Ends. It would have been more interesting at the end when, like, the mob surrounds him and he's standing there. And then just, like, how he gets through that. Like, it's, like, as if they were there, someone shot him a few times, and then everyone walked away, which wouldn't have happened until he no. was tore to shit. Like, yeah. what I wanted to happen and what I think would have been better is, like, all this time we just see him walking around. But, like, let's say the mob surrounds him and he just 
fucking runs and rails into them and just starts using all their weapons and gets through them and runs away. Like yeah. something where we're like, we've never seen him run at people and attack people like that. And all of a sudden it happens and he like, you know, Escapes. karate chops his way through them and that's how he gets away. Yeah, that would have been more believable. Like, that's what I think. That's what I thought was going to happen when they set up that scene. Like, he puts the mask back on, and I'm like, they're all dead. Like, every one of these people is going to die. Except they fucking kill him. Like, we know, I guess, whatever. But the one setup that I'm like, this is a failed fucking opportunity is in the beginning of the movie after he kills all the firefighters, and then they come back, and they're like, okay, we've got everybody deployed. Uh, all the police are deployed. We have tactical deployed, which means SWAT is out looking for him. Where I'm like... Oh my God, Michael Myers versus a SWAT team. Like that's something we've never seen before. Like I want to see him tear through like highly armed to the teeth, you know, uh, officers sent out to respond to him. Like, like that would have been cool as shit. Like Bert said about his Friday the 13th. Yes, absolutely. Idea. Like that would have been so cool to see, like let's see him go up against guys that have, you know, like more than enough firepower to put somebody down. Uh, you know, that would make him the ultimate boogeyman is he is unstoppable. I think that would have been a better way of showing him as like this ultimate killing machine was instead of just a mob of townspeople. And then that stupid thing they did where he just tears through like the greatest they have to try and stop him and still escapes or something yeah. like that. I also thought, and I thought that they were going to go this route. And I, I know I said that in my idea, like having, one of like the three ladies sort of somehow connect with Michael and be on his side. I thought that the setup was going to be that the third one was going to be one of them, the killers, a la the end of Halloween four. I thought mm -hmm. that was going to sort of be the thing. And I, but I'm like, no one would come back and watch a Halloween movie without Michael Myers as again, the main baddie. But yeah. like, it just would have been more interesting. Although to m make that, believable to any degree you would have had to have something really strong which that familial bond really is the the only thing like in halloween 4 and that ending is great because i bet it shocked the shit out of people and no one expected it but mm -hmm. i also think it's set up well like i don't love the movie but i like at the end how she like holds his hand and it it makes sense I think yes. that that makes sense why it happens. And I just think it's a good, it would have been fun had they tried to do Halloween five with her being like a killer. Yes. And, and just, oh man, what else do I want to say about this? Oh yeah. Sorry, Anthony Michael Hall. Um, just it, his performance makes me wish that they had Paul Rudd like they were yes. supposed to. Or like, why uh, not the original guy? I want, he must've been pissed, right? I swear I read maybe. something somewhere, but like, why not bring him back? Whoever he or, or did he stop acting? I thought it would have been one of those cases where like he left acting like some of the actors from the original that they mm -hmm. couldn't get again because they just vanished. They didn't they didn't continue their career in acting. So yeah, I also don't love that scene in the bar when he gets up and like says, Oh, everybody, I'm gonna tell you a little story. It would have to me made more sense and been more believable if someone like Lonnie would have gotten up and said, Let me tell you a story about some people, and he starts talking about them as mm -hmm. they're sitting there and he's telling the story, and they're like, Don't tell this story. Like, yeah, as opposed to Tommy being like, Oh, I'm gonna, oh we're the survivors, and I'm gonna tell you all about like yeah. I would have rather someone else told their story for them and had them be a little like no, let's not get into that. We're just here to be with each other because we're survivors, not to like jerk each other off or jerk myself off on the stage in front of you. Yes. Like, and uh, part of that, just, I think, yeah. It, it, again, I kept thinking like, yeah, Paul Rudd would have been more charismatic and likable, I'm sure, you know, in that role. 
Um, which he was supposed to do it, except Ghostbusters came along. So he went. To oh, really? Oh, I didn't know that. Stuff. That's what happened. He was like, yeah, I'm going to do this. Uh, and then the new Ghostbusters got offered to him. So he went to do that. Okay. Which is probably more money, probably more money. So, mm -hmm. um, but uh, yeah, is that it? So I have a list. I have a long list of things I had to say, and I, I said them all. Good. <laughs> like I said, but at the end of the day, you know, like, like when I was talking to Chris, it's just like, but you know, I love a dumb slasher movie. So I feel like that to me and shout out to Jim Cummings, uh, the wolf snow, snow hollow, Jim Cummings. Like he was great yeah. in that little role that they gave him in the flashbacks. I, I thought he was awesome. Uh, and I follow him on letterboxd. Jim Cummings oh. has a letterboxd profile nice. uh, and his review for Halloween kills is a waving hand. Because <laughs> there was a lot of people posting on Letterboxd like, wait, Jim Cummings is in this? And so, yeah, in response to that, he just did a waving hand as his review to this movie. So, Amazing. I love it. I love it. I do wanted to, I did find on Letterboxd, there is though, I, it, this just made me laugh. A user has a review uh, that says, these idiots are trying to kill Michael Myers with baseball bats when clearly the only real options at this point are, one, trick Michael into swallowing a grenade. Two, lure him into the laser hallway from Resident Evil. Three, nuke Haddonfield. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, yes, that's what this movie has set up as the conclusion. Oh, boy. <laughs> but again, for me, middle of the pack. I still think, um, I still think, sorry, Rob Zombie's movies are worse than this. I think uh, Halloween 5 is worse than this, but just barely. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think Halloween Resurrection is the worst of all still, so. All right. Well, out of five, I'm going to say flaming, scorching pumpkins, which oh, I, did I, like was gonna, I did like the title sequence. I was going to say out of five old huckleberries, but you know. Okay, sure. Out of five old huckleberries. <laughs> Whichever. Flaming pumpkins, old huckleberries. Uh, oh, man. It was real close. Like this almost got a little higher because I just love the kills. I... It was so fucking ridiculous, but I kind of loved it, is when Michael kicks the car door into the woman and makes her shoot herself in the face. When that happened, I could not believe I was seeing it in a Halloween movie. And also at the end, when he does get up and take out the mob, I'm like, so he's John fucking Wick now? Like Michael Myers is John Wick. So there you go, guys. Uh, I give it two and a half. I give it one. Boom. Just, yeah, Joe gives it a half star, but I was like, eh. I I enjoyed watching it. I thought the kills were fun and bloody, and I I liked like the fire sequence. I'm like, there's enough that it's not like a half, but yep, a one. So we got a throw it on the slash. Yeah. That was that was the thing too. I would do want to say this. I was so fucking amped by the trailer for this movie. And then to see the actual movie and realize they put all the good stuff in the trailer uh, and that yeah. everything in between was mostly boring as hell. Yeah. This was like a major disappointment. Like I was so fucking amped to see it. Uh, and I'm glad I watched it twice, actually, because the I think I was just so like oh, hyped from excitement going into it the first night watching it that it kind of washed over me and I was just kind of in shock walking out of the theater where I'm like, was this good or was this terrible? I cannot decide. Uh, and then seeing it the second time, I'm like, oh no, this was just, it's mediocre. Like it's so, yeah. in, it's so inferior to 2018. 2018 
again, like I said, it's one of the best of the Halloween series. And this is towards the lower half, I think. So, mm-hmm. in fact, I think in my ranking, if we're going to go after Looper or whoever the fuck it was, I would put Halloween kills at like number, how many are there? 12 now with this one? I don't remember. A lot. I think, I think it's like number seven, number eight, something. It's like way low in the list for me. So towards the bottom. Actually, yeah. now that I'm thinking about it, I said like, do I like this more than Halloween 5? I might actually like Halloween 5 more than this one. Now that All I'm right. trying to rank them in my head, I don't know. So whatever, guys. Did you see it? What do you think? Yes. Write in to us, scaring us sharing at gmail.com or slide into our Insta um, instant messages. Insta, Insta messages. The poster's still fucking cool as shit, though. Yeah. I, like, I love that poster of the flamey, melty Michael Myers mask. Yeah, the mask was great. The mask oh, the mask is, great. yeah. It, it, and I, I love that. What's his, it, is it James Jude Courtney? Is that his name? That I don't plays know. He Michael Myers in when these? they pull off his mask, I was like, he looks hot. We're barely he looks like him, a daddy. I'm like, total daddy. daddy uh, but I, I think he's one of the best Michael Myers actors. Yeah, he's uh, great. I, I like him a lot. The physicality, the way he does it. Like, he's believably, like, he's believably physically menacing, mm-hmm. but not to a degree that's like, uh, you know, like when they had Tyler Maine in the Rob Zombie ones where it's like, okay, we have giant Michael, like he grew up to be giant wrestler, man. That's a little too much, but I feel like this guy is, you know, imposing enough physically, but without being absurd. Mm -hmm. And while I normally call these episodes, tiny terrors, I feel like, with it being a, this was a full length episode <laughs> i feel like it's more of a a singular spooky if you will yep yep because <laughs> well we were we were gone we missed a lot guys so we had a lot to catch up on uh, yeah we did we were off for a week so yeah write us in tell us about spooky season's not over yet tell us about what you think about the halloween movies your rankings have you seen halloween kills where is it rank is anyone even excited for halloween ends anymore i don't think so I totally know um, what I'm giving you next week, though, because our episode will come out Halloween weekend or next episode after this one. And I know yes. what I'm giving you. Already. Oh, cool. Good, good, good. Are to you going to fit in with me? this season? Are you going to punish me? No. You're gonna Are you angry? I think you're going to love it. You're going to punish me? Okay, no. cool. I don't know what I'm going to give you. It's and here's the thing. I'll, I'll remember it, Jeremy, but I would never do that to you. I'm not going to turn around and do it to you just because oh, you no, no, you, Oh, you're going to do gonna that? I'm just going to just remember you're you're I'm, gonna do that to i'm me? not mad at you i'm disappointed that's what i was gonna say you're you're gonna be like my mother yep who's never mad at me just disappointed and yep. that hurts so much more <laughs> well everyone remember evil dies tonight <laughs> i said it during our play last night where i i yelled it as we go to the final battle i said evil dies tonight oh my god that was so stupid i'm so sorry fucking dumb. i but i was having fun with it our whole group was like laughing and yelling it back to the screen while it was happening in the movie and then as we walked out of the theater you know it's just like we leave the theater tonight like that's <laughs> what it's like uh yeah everybody you know i'll see you in the graveyard at midnight until next time keep watching some fucking scary movies yep because scaring is sharing get on it bash bye <laughs> Scaring is sharing. 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 This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast.